Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Word to your mothers. And your fathers. Oh. And sisters and brothers. Word to your family as a whole. Hello, everyone. Aunts and uncles. Don't forget about them. Yeah. And grandpas and grandmas. Nieces and nephews. Great uncles. All of them. The whole family tree. (laughs) Word to the tree. Word to the tree. Word to the tree. Ah, Glad to have you guys on. Thank you for for hanging out with us. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, It's good stuff. We had a great episode last one. Uh, Talked about the uh, shooting that went on at the elementary school. And some some good topics. We just need some common sense gun control. Dang it. Yeah. That's that's what some are saying. That'll solve the problem. That's what it is, right? Uh, It's a good one. You guys should go check it out. Um, You know. Yeah. It was a good discussion. I think there's... A little emotional, right? I mean, I, we, yeah. didn't, we didn't cry, per se. Well, but Chris cried once. He may have teared up a little. Okay. Uh, it's sad. But anyways. Serious topics. Yeah. You guys should go check it out. Well, you guys that's because uh, he got electrocuted by something. Oh, like no. Yeah. Uh, follow, mm-hmm. like, and share for our stuff, guys. And also our new uh, YouTube channel that we're using. Uh, if you have not yet gone on there and subscribed to that, please do so. Yes. Uh, so you get all those notifications. It's been working well so far. Can't and complain. we should say leave comments. Because supposedly yeah. that helps the algorithm, so that'll boost our channel up. So if you get on there and leave comments on our video after it's posted, like yeah. not just the live chat comments, those are great too, but the comments on the video. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, partofmyamerican.com, guys, go check it out. Got some, uh, got some cool, uh, you know, merch on there. Yeah. We got some uh, personal I'm info. On a good one. It's coming out. Chris has got Chris a good one. Is, Chris has got one in the books here coming around. Oh yeah, uh, nostalgic one. It's just a it's just a picture of one semen. <laughs> like this is a floating sperm. Do you remember the beginning? Yes. Oh god. <laughs> Look who's talking now. No, I don't know. No, that's uh, okay. Okay. Uh, go check that out. Uh, there will be new merch up there pretty soon. Also, Patreon. If you haven't uh, got a chance to sign up for that, please do. Uh, you get some extra content. Got some uh, five, ten, twenty dollar tiers. Get some call in shows. Get some uh, Zoom calls for Hell paranormal. Yeah. It's fucking fun. It's good and uh, it's very personal. So you guys get to know us. We get to know you. It's mm-hmm. like a family. Hell it's yeah! Hell, Hell yeah! Um, and then you know, like you were saying earlier, Greg, uh, like, share, follow, subscribe, do it, comment. Yeah, you guys sharing the show is the only way that this is going to grow. All right, because yeah. the algorithms, it's fucked. Right for now, we got some shit that we got to deal with. So you guys sharing it. Getting the word out, that's what's going to help us kind of get this thing going. For sure. So we got some fun, yeah, fairly lighthearted topics today. Ooh. Interesting topics. Interesting ones, too, yeah. Some fun, some like, some good debatable things. Yeah. I some think. brain scratchers. Um, yeah. You know, just, I, I think, you know, there, there are things that like different people could see different takes, and I think that's mm. a good thing. Well, you got a theme. There's a couple themes with your topics, and that is yeah. the church. The church. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I want to talk about the pastor, uh, that there's a situation that I, I started seeing some videos, um, pastor McRapey, pastor Lowe. Yeah. I'm guessing, I think his name's Lowe. Raped a kid. So uh, this is from Fox 11. Um, but TikTok actually had the videos. They were broke down into like three or four videos. Cause it is pretty long. We're not going to watch the entire thing, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, the headline for this was Indiana pastor admits adultery. Alleged victim says she was just 16 years old. So. Interesting one, because uh, a lot of left-leaning people are actually um, using this as ammunition against the church, like they would, obviously. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, we've had the uh, pro-abortion and pro-choice kind of debate over the past couple of months. That's been a thing. Yeah. And so a lot of left-leaning people are looking at this going, how can a church be for, you know, saving the children? They care so much about the abortion situation. And yet, in this particular situation, there was a 16-year-old who was sexually assaulted by the pastor, and no one seems to care much about it. The, well, they're they're almost like uh, they're trying to be on the pastor's side, right? Well, I think they're, yeah, we'll discuss it. I think they're 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 trying to be church going, which is you know forgiveness. Yeah, the road to redemption. Right? But ooh, I don't know if I like it. I got to be honest with you. There's there's a point where. 
Yeah, so anyways, let's just... Well, let's yeah, see. there's a lot of the, context. So the movie, gotta... or the a movie, wow. The video that this person had taken, basically, we're not watching, it's about 15 minutes long, but what it, what it is is the, the pastor gets up there and he does this thing, and he says, you know, we have some important things we need to discuss. Mm. And he comes out and admits to adultery, saying that uh, over 20 years ago, he was unfaithful. And that's what that's where he leaves it. I was unfaithful. I committed adultery. It was 20 years ago. It happened far too long. It was about nine, six or nine years. Please forgive me. And, uh, you know, it's never happened since. And, no. you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, he gets off the stage. The victim then gets on the stage. The girl, yeah. The girl with her, I'm assuming, husband or boyfriend. Doesn't matter. Oh, boy. Could be her brother. I, I think it's her boyfriend. And she comes out and basically says... Um, that she's had suicidal thoughts, that she's had a lot of depression, and that her brother had reminded her that he had witnessed this pastor, Pastor Lowe, um, having sex with this young girl, sixteen when she was a teenager, around sixteen. So the brother's office. The brother caught them. The brother caught her in the office with the uh. pastor, and so she gets on stage and says, "I was sixteen. This man um, took my virginity." In his office. And this happened 20 years ago. And she said that she's feeling like she's living in a cell, like in a prison or a personal prison. And she gets on stage and she says says her peace, makes her peace, walks off the stage. The pastor then presumes to get back on the stage. Yeah. Once again, admitting to uh, committing adultery and that it wasn't good. Uh, he kind of neglects to talk about the fact that she was 16, which is quite important if you want to look at uh, statutory rape and other such things in that nature. Depends you know. on the state. But yeah, but the the problem. Okay, so let's let's. I don't want to give away the end quite yet. But the problem that I have with it is, you know, a congratulations for the woman. Granted, twenty years later, she should have done this sooner. She claims that she had tried to discuss this with people, and no one really ever seemed to care. About congratulations it. for like coming out about congratulations it, for about, being brave yeah. and stepping in front, not yep. just to the police department. She actually got in front of the entire what's the Church. word congregation, congregation, congregation yeah. and, and told them. With him standing right there, dude. He is yeah. standing 20 feet away from her. Yep. Um, so in the article here real quick, it just says that um, uh, b- 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 several people made their way to the stage. And it says, uh, this is quote here. It's not just adultery. It's another level when it's a teenager. And I will not let this man talk about my wife so that it is her husband. Like, like that. that. Yeah. This happened for nine for years. For nine years. People happened. have to be held accountable. They can't just bamboozle people and say, Quote, I just committed adultery. It's far beyond adultery. And it is. If she was underage and this was happening for nine years, that's a bigger thing than just adultery. Well, so yeah. if it started when she was 16. She was 25. Went till 25. And bro. now she is uh, 36, 37 yeah. years old. That's, I mean, damn, bro. The congregation then called for answers from Lowe, who responded, I told you I committed adultery. I told you it went on far too long. Refusing to admit that this this was an underage woman. So here's where I have the problem. Well, not only that, but it's like she, yes, she was underage and she probably did not want to have sex with this man. It was her. She lost her virginity, apparently. Was she in love with like, what's the context was? Were they kind of like this weird love triangle type? Not love triangle yet, but was she in love with this man? I don't think so. Pastor. She says, now- she says for 27 years, I lived in a prison. It was not 20 years. I lived in a prison of lies and pain, lying to protect the low family. I thought I was a horrible person, oh, having God. suicidal thoughts, not realizing what they had been truly been done to me. Not really. So, yeah, she hated this shit. She hated it. And she also, because it's a church and because this man is loved by the church, yeah. she didn't want to ruin everything about the church, which she felt at the time that she would be. Um, she then claims that she tried to tell someone for years, but no one was willing to help her. Yeah, she said... Uh, I am a prisoner no longer. Yeah. She continued, uh, I was 16 when you took my virginity on your office floor. Mm. Do you remember that? I know you do. You did things to my teenage body that I had never, that had never and should have never been done. You You are are not not the the victim. victim. (laughs) So let's just stop right there for one second. Horrible. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. Um, horrible. Um, but the guy just refuses to admit it. He, I mean, I think everybody would know because he. I mean, you can't come out and be like, I, "I committed adultery." That is basically saying, "Like, yeah, you did do it." And we all know that she was sixteen. So what? Yeah. Hold on, let's back it up here. <clears throat> he just came out by himself, and or was he kind of thwarted by her? Thwarted. And I, she was I, like, I, yeah. "You better come out, or I'm going to come." No, out. I think he knew. 
that she was there to speak to the to the group. And so he came out and what a in, bitch. In this video, what it's like I said, that guy is a fucking oh, he's a bitch. piece of shit. But in this video, and we're, like I said, we're not going to watch it, but in the first part of it, the church is there. He's praying and he's like, you know, God, thank you for whatever. He's doing his thing. And he says, okay, we, you know, we have some discussion that we have to have right now. Some dis- so we have to have a talk about some things. He goes on to tell his side of the story. Adultery went on too long. Adultery went on too long. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. She then gets on the stage. Like I said, she says her piece. Then he gets back on stage. That's the part that gets really gross to me. And this is the part where I understand why people are weaponizing this. Because when he gets on stage, he's up there after she had already talked. He said... I told you that this was adultery. I told you that this went on too long. People in the crowd began, some began yelling, we love you, Pastor. Yeah. We forgive you, Pastor. Bow your heads. Let's pray for me. People started leaving their seats and walking up to the pastor, surrounding him. And at first there was a couple, and then it was, uh, I'd say, at least half the church at that point. Yeah. And Chris, if you, him. if you can go to like that 13 minute mark. Well, they did that move where like you hug each other and you kind of embrace. Like if I were to put my arm over your yeah, shoulder, right you put your your arm over my shoulder. Everybody does the same thing, like form up. But they're praying for him. Exactly. So this is a uh, rough. This is a rough spot here. But <clears throat> Chris has it towards the end of the video. And you can see that this is the point where people are already coming to the stage, I would imagine. So, so he, he has taken the mic back. Yeah. So people are coming up. You can turn this up. if you guide us this week that we pray okay so at this point people are starting to come around him yeah this this guy is like asking the church to give support as we heal and all this shit mind you that she and her family are still in the building filming this and they're in the back So I mean, what I'm getting at here yeah, is they're that all, they're all just they're all coming around. up. Yep. So, how gross is this for this girl? How how would you feel being this woman? You just came up, you admitted, you told the the the, the church about what had happened. Something you've been like to the point where you almost want to commit suicide over this. Yeah. And then you don't you don't get this praying over you. Yeah. This we need to heal the church. This yeah. is a little bit of a problem that I have, guys. And I'm not saying that all churches are this way, and I, I don't think it's fair to lump, you know, like some of these left lefties are, are lumping all churches like this. I don't think that this is all churches or all people. I understand that part of the church is you need to forgive, but, uh, you know, there's certain periods of time that this needs to happen, right? You have a girl who had a traumatic experience is dealing with traumatic things. I feel like the church should be supporting her at this very moment. Now, the guy did resign, and he did leave the church. So there's that. He did leave. Yeah. But it's it's kind of sick feeling to to be... I, I'm, I'm picturing myself as her and her husband standing, watching everybody go support him and pray over him. Yeah. Uh, when you're like... For sure, but we shouldn't put words in her mouth. Like, how does she feel about this? Obviously, yeah. she felt like tortured for the last 27 years, but how does she feel in this moment? Is she mm-hmm. feeling like, yes, we need to kind of get this all out on the table and forgive? Not forget. I don't think so. Based off the quotes that she said on stage, where she's saying, no, and the husband even, for is sure. like, you're not going to sit here and just call this adultery. This is beyond adultery. For sure. But He's not admitting to his shit. There's no way they, they're saying that. So check this out. Like, she's 16. She was getting raped by this pastor for nine years. She's now 36. She's still going to the same fucking church, bro, with the same pastor. So why didn't she leave? If she's that... I don't know if she did or not. It doesn't say that she is rema- remaining at the church. Or oh, okay, okay, okay. Church. She is at the church on this particular situation. It's because she came back after the brother... Well, I mean, clearly this was going on for 27 years, so she was involved with the church for that long, yeah. right? That's what I'm saying. Like, she I mean, seems how, committed to this How church. long before into adulthood, why was she still doing this? Like, it, it doesn't make any... I mean, obviously, maybe it's like... Uh, What's that syndrome when you're captive or whatever? Yeah, uh, Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome yeah. type thing, maybe. But, uh, I mean, it doesn't make any Obviously, I can't wrap my head or be in that kind of mindset of what she went through. No. But me as an outside perspective doesn't make any sense why you would stick yeah. around. We said that about long. a lot of situations like this, though. Yeah. That people, but, it, you know, but it's like once you turn 18, move. Get the fuck out of there. If that's like a torturous situation, yes, get the fuck out, lady. Well, so it makes me wonder if... 
Because she, I mean, the way that it was described that her brother reminded her, oh. like maybe, maybe this is a situation where she had blocked this out mentally, like that this was ever even a thing Dang and it. she's going through the shit. Because she said that her brother was had reminded her. See, this is where I'm interested because that you, you went through this for nine years until you were 25 years old. Yeah. You are now 36 and you forgot it. Maybe not forgot it, but. I, I, you blocked, blocked it out, whatever. Maybe, the maybe hell she was. blocked out the the teenage years, you know. And and but this isn't just teenage years. I know, bro. but I'm saying. But the biggest problem is not that he was sleep. I mean, yes, adultery is bad. If she was 21, 22, 18, 19, and they were doing that, then you could argue there was uh, mutual, you know, sex between the two, which is still terrible for his family. But the fact yeah, that she was a know. minor, sixteen, maybe she just. It sounds like she never wanted this. No, I, don't I don't think this was mutual at all. I, but I think that how how would you not remember it? I and mean, maybe I just don't understand the traumatic. Uh, you Dude, know, people the, block shit up. You know what I mean? They they do block shit up. I don't understand but, it either. So I, I get when like people block shit out when it's an instantaneous event. Yeah. Like if I got in a car crash and I saw some dead bodies, I can block that out. But if this happened for nine years yeah. and I was in that car crash every fucking day or at least once a week yeah. for nine years straight. I'm not blocking that shit out. Yeah. And it's your body. Like, he penetrated you. Yeah. How can you remove that from your mind? Well, I mean, the, for me, it's not really her or him. It's not really, like, the the act that is kind of worthy of discussion here because, I mean, he's not, not admitting it to an extent. I mean, he is admitting that he did these things. Yeah. Um, my question is, is just the way that the church handled it regardless of how long it took her, regardless if she blocked it out, regardless of any of it. Yeah, the fact that she stood up on stage in front of all of them, and they completely disregarded it. And when she and got off went stage... to support the, the pastor himself instead. And when she got off stage, I want to be fair, and I don't know if it was her family, but when she got off stage, there were people that were hugging her as she was heading towards the back of the uh, church. But she didn't get that. She didn't get that whole embrace of the entire church. I don't know if Maybe I Maybe she do got that. it afterwards. You don't know. I don't. I don't know, but it's, that's, you know, and that's the unfortunate thing about the context. No, nah, I don't. Yeah. But see, I'm going to disagree with you on this, this whole thing, dude, like context, schmontex. I don't know what that's not even <laughs> my, my thing is this context spandex, regardless, Greg, of if she had it happen later, the fact is, is that'd be like me watching your wife beat you going and embracing her first. It doesn't matter that I came and embrace you later. It's the fact that I wasn't there for you when you had the traumatic shit happen. Yeah. I in fact went to the perpetuator of the whole thing first yeah so it doesn't matter to me that she would have got love later or got the prayers later the fact is is the church went to him first and surrounded him saying like we love you well he's the pastor duh fuck him though he rips but that's my point no it doesn't matter fuck that Um, they should have went to her and made sure that she was good first and then said you know we need to pray for him because he is obviously a troubled person i can get behind that shit yeah i can get behind that shit i can't get behind them running up to him we love you. Like, don't worry. God's with you. And I just, that's the kind of shit that fucking irks me about some of the shit with the church, man. Yeah. I, I can't well, do that. Just like um, when the Chimo priests get moved around. Yeah. Or the popes even. I mean, if they just get moved. Well, was there ever Chimo popes? I don't know if there were. But popes? I don't know. I mean, yeah. Not proven. Not proven. Yeah. yeah. But we'll see. <laughs> but uh, there were a lot of child bones underneath the church. Yeah. In the Vatican, right? Yeah. But nonetheless, they moved those priests around yeah instead of getting rid of them mm-hmm. and then I, I don't know what the recidivism rate of uh re-perpetrating and like molesting children at another location is for these priests but <clears throat> oh probably 100 percent i'm gonna, I'm gonna I, go i, ahead I and wouldn't say, hey, i wouldn't disagree. i'm gonna go say this fucking guy she probably wasn't the only one yeah that, if there, he yeah. did it for this long with this girl how many others did he do it to yeah i mean I just don't like that the look of it. I don't like the way that that looks, and I, I think that does make the church look bad. Well, and so That's here's, and, and you know, I brought up like, was she like in love with him? And this love is a very uh, derogatory. That's the a dirty word right here. Mm. Like it's not love. It's not love. He obviously influenced her as a 16 year old, exploited her with his position of power, yep. and said, hey. You know, yeah. get on the floor. That's what I'm saying. Regardless of if it was mutual, yeah, it, as much as it could be mutual, it's not. The people need to, and I think people do understand that at that age, you're not making wise decisions. Yeah, I just, I wish that I would have seen the church embrace her, yeah, fully, 
and then reacted towards him after the embrace. You have to embrace the victim yeah. first. So yep. that's where I don't care about context with it. I just think it's it's gross to me. Now, he did resign. You know, who knows what the church did after. It doesn't matter to me at that point. I just think, like, damn, that's kind of like a slap in the face. So you're saying that people are using this like the I've left. I've seen people. Yeah, that's where I this found is. this was actually from somebody posting this saying, like, how in the world can... And I don't think they're wrong. I honestly, I'm not saying they're wrong. They're saying, how can the church be all about this? Like, you know, the life of an unborn baby is precious and we need to protect all children. Yeah. And, you know, life is sacred. And then allow a 16 year old to be raped in your church in his office and then literally hover him and say, you know, God loves you and, you know, pray for him and allow it to happen, giving nothing to her. Yeah. No support towards her, at least not documented support. And it's not a bad argument. I, I, and I, I, would, I would say it's cherry picking. It That's is cherry for picking. sure. But and then also like there is that aspect of road to forgiveness. Like you need you have, there has to be a way to forgive. Right. And then them getting up in front of the whole crowd and just saying like, I, I'm not saying that he should have been the the first one to be like, yeah, come here, bro. Like, yeah, let's let's huddle around you. This is good. Like go to the girl first. She's the victim. And. Honestly, I would say two shits with the guy, the pastor, right? But with the church, they're like, you know, this this is a step towards forgiveness. It's admitting what you did. But he didn't fully admit it. Oh, okay. Well, I well, mean, he took the he said, "Yeah, I did adultery." And then he took the political route and just resigned as the curial. Yeah, I mean, admit what you did mentally and the torture that you put on that girl. Right? Yeah. And then when when people like the brave thing to do was when they started to pray for him, just, just stop. You guys stop. Don't. I don't deserve this. Stop what you're doing. I'm going to leave now. I wouldn't call that brave. Well, no, I'm, I'm just saying like the, yeah. the thing that he should have done. No, you're right. It's not the brave thing. But no, it's what like, he should have done is admitted fully what he did. Yeah. And then let the church base it off of that. But I'm just saying that these things, you're right. Cherry picking, sure. Not all churches are like this. That is an absolute... But the problem is, is you're allowing them to use this as ammunition in in a fight where we're talking about abortion, and they're able to use this saying like, "How could you possibly be all about the children and then also have a child in your church who was sexually assaulted?" And you guys don't seem to care much about that situation. And in yeah. fact, you went to the person who who violated the girl in first. I mean, that does make sense. I don't. Yeah. Well, and then also, abortion is murder. Like it's killing a child. This is torturous and it's it's i mean beyond uh, i don't I, I mean i personally don't look at them much different i, I, I gotta be real i mean you're right in, yeah. in the scheme of things like you're killing off a child you can make the argument that the the child doesn't understand complexity of life and doesn't understand what's happening for sure but i mean you're killing this person i, I mean you are when well, you, so, when you then, rape yeah. someone or sexually assault them yeah that this woman is now 36 and still claiming that she has suicidal thoughts you've ruined her life yeah, for sure like her life is no longer the same. She's not dead. Yeah, but what's done is done. But what's done the, is done. the abortion hasn't been done yet. So yeah. I'm just saying, like, you're preventing a murder where this you you hear about something that was already happened. You can't do anything about it. You know what I mean? So it is like there is that pretext to it where there's the uh, the the control. Like, how much control over this situation do you have? I'm just saying the church should be a safe place. Should be. So my my opinion would be I would never ever go to the I, if I was in that church saying that I would have never in a million years stood up to go pray for that man before handling but her first. Why are they using this clip and not other clips of like other priests that have molested dozens of children? I think they have, but I think this is this is new. This is a brand new thing. This is something yeah. that's popped. Well, up. that'd be the other thing. How many of those kids that have been assaulted by other priests have gone to the church and? told everyone on the on the stage yeah this is a rare situation and then the priest admitted it. not many yeah so no this is this is what uh dan bongino calls like um those those sound clips and those video clips that you want to to push a political narrative and it is yeah it doesn't look good bro yeah no i just i get where you're coming from man i i think the whole thing's messy i just hate that that this I don't know. I just feel like we should be protecting these people, and they should have made it right with the girl first. Oh, the yeah. church should have made it right with the girl first. That guy should have been out. He shouldn't resign. They should have fired him. Resigning 
like, dude, you raped somebody. And what do you mean you're resigning on your terms? Like, fuck mm. the fuck off, dude. You know, you're yeah. out of the church. In fact, you're not welcome in the church ever again. Like, make her feel like, hey, what he did was wrong. We love you as a child of God. You're in this church. We want to respect you. We want to make sure that's safe. We took care of him. He will no longer be hurting you. Won't be hurting anybody else. Yeah. Instead, you're like, yeah, you let him resign. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't, you know, it's it's one of those things where I don't feel like the church. Eh, I'm just trying to look at it from uh, the way of like how they would have treated this from a church goer, right? Like you're trying to say that you're not welcome here. Then you're saying that God doesn't want you here. And I don't think that they would want to say that. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm speaking for them, but I could see them making that point that if I say that you're not welcome in this church, then that means that God doesn't want you here. And I don't think that they're willing to go that far. That's, you know what I mean? No, I, dude, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I'm just saying that's, dude, I don't know if I, it takes a lot of power to forgive that kind of shit. Yeah, but forgiveness takes time. Uh, yeah. You, you don't just get it raped. It takes a lot of things, And too. then they, God doesn't expect you to be raped and then say, like, oh, you're done? I forgive you. Because um, that's what God would want me to do. No, like, it takes time. Like, healing takes time. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm all about the church forgiving the man in the long term, saying, if you've acknowledged your wrongs and you've corrected your wrongs, then we will forgive you for understanding what you. Oops, shit, I just fucked that up. We forgive you for what we check that, make sure it's good. We we <coughs> forgive you for doing that, and for trying to make positive change. But that takes time to do so. What I'm not okay with is just like the immediate thing. I mean, you, you yeah. would think like if you were sitting there in the church, and some gal walks on stage that you you know her family. I mean, obviously that church is not that big. Yeah, and you heard that. The first thing in my head would be like, I want to fucking kill that motherfucker. Are you kidding me? Like, that's my my daughter's friend. That's my so-and-so's yeah. daughter. Yeah. You'd be like, fuck this guy. The first thing, I, I don't care how religious you are. The first thing I'm thinking is not like, guys, we need to pray for him. He's a good man. We need to uh, yeah. make sure. We love him. We love you, pastor. Isn't part of the whole religious experience controlling the rage and controlling that human. <sighs> Dude, there's a lot to it. Yeah, there's, it's, yeah, that's, that's. No, I will never agree with. It. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I would never agree with that. Um, he can be forgiven, and he can, you know, that's at some point you can make those changes in your life and admit your faults and work on those faults and be forgiven at some point. But just to forgive him at that moment, it seems really fucked up. When she's standing back there by herself, yeah, uh, there's no way around that to me. Yep, Chris. Yeah, I think they, uh, the whole church uh, uh, as a whole, fucked up this one real bad. I, I think her coming and coming to them in that in that forum, standing up on the stage, coming to the church and the people of the church that she grew up with, I, I assume, and then they just kind of let her walk off stage, and then they all crowd around the guy that did it. That's a huge stab in the back, honestly. And I, if I was her, I would honestly that would be even more troubling at that point. Yeah. Like yeah. Wh- whatever anger. And whatever emotional damage you were feeling before you walked up on that stage and then have the church support him instead, that just doubled it. Hmm. I, I see every side of it. Yeah, I, I see every side of it, too. And I, I understand yeah. where the church is coming from. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. So it's, it's just, frustrating, though. You know, like just human nature. It just seems frustrating. I, I mean, I, I'm all about like forgiveness. I just don't I just don't know that that was handled the best way. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Very true. Uh, I do have one more story uh, we will get to in a second. Oh, That has to do with another church. <clears throat> All righty. Are we ready to rock and roll here, everybody? We love Ghost Bed. Oh, yes, we They do. have been a loyal sponsor with Drinking Bros over the last five years. Everybody raves about them. They have super comfortable mattresses that last forever. And they're made in the U.S. of A. That's right. Every every mattress has a 20-year warranty, some even 25. You can try it out for 101 nights. You oh. don't even, uh, you don't like it, you can send it back. No hard feelings. No, oh. no hurt feelings. One of the favorite parts about these mattresses, the cooling technology, everybody. Mm, okay. Cool. cool those balls. Yes, man. Uh, Ghostbed is also offering bundles so you can get everything you need. You don't even really have to think about it. You just choose from their four mattresses and pick your bundle. So whether you need a mattress or a frame or you want the whole package like the cooling pillows and sheets, 
You can get the best bang for your buck with the bundles. Hell yeah. Right now, GhostBed is offering 40% off of GhostBed bundles where you get a mattress and an adjustable base. Or you can get 30% off of everything if you just use the code DRINKINGBROS at GhostBed.com slash DRINKINGBROS. Yeah, you guys can buy a mattress for like 35 bucks a month. That's zero down, 0% financing, up to 60 months. Go check it out at GhostBeds.com backslash DRINKINGBROS. Yeah, and if you have an RV or a camper, check out GhostBeds RV mattress. Yeah, okay, you get 30% off of these RV mattresses. Just use that code Drinking Bros. Use the code Drinking Bros. Go check it out, everybody. Do it. That's a good time right there. That was like rocking. Let's talk oh, about my bookie, though. My bookie, baby. Yeah. 162 games of baseball. Mmm. That mm. can feel like a grind to watch, can it? Yeah. But you can put that excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Yeah, run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunity to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Damn, I'm feeling good. Just use that promo code DRINKINGBROS to claim my bookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. I love Chris. (laughs) Go ahead and sign up today. Use that promo code DRINKINGBROS to secure your first deposit. Bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet you halfway. All the way up to $1,000. Word. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie guys. Go use that promo code Drinking Bros. Hell yeah! God, this this music is just making me feel so good. I love okay, it. I feel like a stripper at a strip club, dude. Give me oh. a pole, baby. Give me a pole. Aura. Mm. We love some aura. So between your photos, finances, devices, and connections, your world is more online than ever. You may uh, you may have security systems in place for real life, but what about your online life? Aura can sound the alarm if your digital presence is at risk. Yes, with Aura, you get alerted to fraud fast. Okay, and I'm talking real fast. Yeah. Blitz. Aura is easy to set up, everybody. They come with $1 million in identity theft insurance that helps recover your stolen funds, and you have experienced U.S.-based customer support that always has your back. Yeah, they got an easy online dashboard. Everything is real smooth. You get one person that helps you out. Elegant. So for a limited time, Aura is offering our listeners, you guys, a 30-day free trial when you visit Aura.com slash pardon. Mm. Go to Aura.com slash pardon to get complete protection, huge savings. And a 30-day free trial. That's A-U-R-A dot com slash pardon. Yes. Aura <laughs> is the new standard in digital security, guys. Go check it out. Use that coma, promo code pardon. Get some savings. Have protection that lasts forever. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Wow. That was, that was a freaking... It's like a weird dance party <laughs> in my head. I'm sweating. It's a weird grooviness. I was dancing that whole time, everybody. All right. I like, you, I like you chanted A-U-R-A. <laughs> oh. Yeah. All right. What's this other story you got here? Uh, this one, you know, this one's not like crazy, but I do think it's interesting. It does have to do with the church, and I sh- certainly didn't plan this to be about the church. But uh, this is in Manitoba. It's a Manitoba church, which is... Uh, Canada. Yeah, it's Canada. It's in Winnipeg area. Mm. Um, the story is deeply troubling. Okay, that's that's their quote there. Yes. Manitoba Church holds a controversial assisted suicide ceremony. Ooh. Now, hmm. this one's interesting because, and why I want to talk about it is because, A, assisted suicides are controversial in their own. Some people find them to be totally fine. Some people are very disturbed by them. Yeah. I'm not for them particularly. Uh, I do feel like people have the choice, you know, to an extent. Yeah. But... I don't know how I don't know if I I don't know if I believe that people I think sometimes they make uh decisions based off stuff that I don't know not maybe ready for it there may be more choice but maybe not who knows but this is a gal a woman an older woman I don't remember how old she was but she actually has like ALS let's scroll it down there what's that say this here? is an extremely so if you go up just a tad Chris right there so um, 86 she was 86 her name is Betty Sanguin Sanguin oh sanguin uh, means blood Sanguin uh, she had been diagnosed with ALS or Luke's Gehr- Lou Gehrig's disease, which is obviously a terrible, terrible disease. Um, but the long story of this um, article is that this woman had decided that she was close to her time um, and she wanted to have an assisted. I don't think they call it assisted suicide. Yeah, um, but they wanted to have some assistance um, and she wanted to do it in the church. 
Yeah, because the, it was talking about the uh, the progression of this disease was going to get into her lungs where she would es- essentially just suffocate till death or something like that. That's what it was saying in this article. So assisted suicide is also known in Canada as the medical assistance uh, uh, in dying, which is made M-A-I-D. Yeah. This is where she um, asked them for help. Um, it's been going on in Canada since 2016. So to date, there has been about 919 patients that have been allowed to kill themselves through Canada's healthcare system. Which Jeez. Canada's healthcare system sucks. So I, I can see why they'd want everybody to kill themselves because they already can't get into the hospital <clears throat> fast enough. Yeah. But um, this is the this is the real question. A, this is kind of a double double whammy right here. A, is it about the about the medical assistance in dying or assisted suicide? That's a kind of its own topic. Is that a, is that an appropriate thing? Is it not an appropriate thing? The big question that people are having is she wanted to have this in the church. They said that she that she rolled her in in the church on a, on a stretcher, that she got into a recliner. She was with her family and friends. Yeah. The maid crew came in, took care of business. She said her goodbyes, died in the church. Cleaned her up. So, so basically, she just wanted to be as close to God as possible before she actually met him. Well, so yeah. So here's the problem. Um, and I, we talked about this a little bit before the show, and, and I know Chris, you're more on this. I, I, th- I think more on the side that like you're not really offended by this at all. No, um, I, I like I said, I don't know if I if I'm for this or not. I understand where the argument is. There's a lot of other religious people um, who are saying that the church is the sacred place, and that's not God's design. See, that part of it is a completely different argument to me. Well, so you're talking about, that's what I'm saying. That's why I just said. There's two parts to this. Yeah. There's the assisted suicide part, and then there's the church part. Yeah. yeah. So I'm here's my opinion, ultimately. I don't care if you want to have somebody help you die. At the end of the day, like, I wouldn't do that personally. Um, but I, I, if you want that, it's your life. That's true. Yeah. I'm all about liberty and having your choices. I get that. Now, as far as the church goes, mm-hmm. that's the different story. In the church... It seems that you go when God's ready for you. Like your it, moment it, of time yeah. will come and when God calls on you to be back home. That's how they would say yeah. that. Suicide is against And suicide is against, against it. The, now, whether that. we agree or not, you know, because I'm not saying I disagree with you this one per se, but however we take it, the bottom line is, is in the church, they believe that you're taken when God's ready for you. And I understand there's a suffering take, but you're basically <clears throat> killing a person who's not ready to die like they're not naturally dying at that very moment that you take their life that is considered suicide whether you agree with it or not it is considered a suicide it's why we call it in the states assisted suicide mm-hmm. right because you are ending your life before you actually have something significant happen that ends your life yeah so there's a lot of people arguing that like hey as a church this is wrong like you shouldn't be allowing people to be killed in your church like you're really opening up a weird door well then I would ask I would ask the church or a religious person I would ask if you're against uh this assisted suicide or, or assisted death or whatever the fuck you want to call it uh ending it ending your life before it is actually your time to go why are you so for extending your life when it is your time I don't do think they are like if you're dying and mm-hmm. you go to the hospital to help prolong your life why are they for that but a lot of them aren't for it. A lot of the churches are not for you going to the hospital to keep you alive. No, no, no. A lot of people sign for situations. Yeah, that that when it's their time, they they go. They don't want they don't want to be on life support. They don't want to do that for sure. No, I understand that. But anytime there's something that threatens your life, you go to the hospital to stay alive. So like modern yeah, yeah, medicine. Yeah, yeah no, shit. I get what you're saying. So there's a contradictory here. A little bit. So it's like if you yeah, got the I flu, why would you go to the hospital, and why wouldn't you just pray? Yeah. So there's like Amish, you know, that aren't. The problem is though, yeah, you're you're, you're taking one part of it and not the other. But see, now we're going yeah. back to assisted uh, assisted suicide. The problem that most people are having is that it was t- done in a church. That's the problem that they have. In fact, it says James Mildred, director of communications and engagement at the Christian Charity Care, called the Church Hill Park Churches assisted with assisted suicide deeply troubling. Mm. It's the fact that it wasn't at a hospital. Like she didn't go to the hospital and do what she wanted to do or have it ended or denied. That's not no, correct. That that's a good one. The fact is that she not went bad. to the church and they allowed her to be killed. Arguably, it's what it is. I mean, we can say it's oh, yeah. it's okay or not okay, but she was killed yeah. in the church. 
mm-hmm. which is a sin to the church. That's the argument. And it is a sin. I mean, literally, like, if, if even if you came up and said, like, bro, I don't want to live anymore. Yeah, it's murder. I need you to kill. I need you to, like, off me. Like, regardless, when you're gone, I'm still dealt with the fact that I killed you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I took your life. Yeah, but it's not. That's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Let me let me tell you this. This is a little side story, but this is very interesting. There was a man. I was watching the Serial Killers TV series. There was a guy who was eating people. Okay. 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 Is this an every every <laughs> Tuesday type of thing? Hear me out, though. <laughs> okay. There, he what he was doing is he was getting online. They had these forums in the dark web, man. He was online yeah. getting forums, and he oh, was okay. actually having okay. children, like young, not children, seventeen year olds, eighteen year olds, younger people, who are offering to be killed by him and uh, so that they that he could eat them so they could sac- they're basically sacrificing their bodies for this guy wow these to are the, underage people some of them were like 18 some of them were but the point is is these people were o- okay with him killing them torturing them and actually eating them wait they, torturing them too yeah he was he was torturing people uh, like slow deaths dude okay and they were all about it now so the argument is is oh boy they were agreeing to it but that would still never be okay. Like, even if they agreed to it, that would still be considered murder by police officers and charging people. That would be absolutely. Murder. Well, so yes. Can I, can I bring up something? And they did charge the man with murder on those cases. Even though they said like, yeah, you can, you can kill me. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a weird line. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just yeah. saying it is a funky fucking line there. It's funky. Dude. Cause this reminds me, I just listened to tinfoil hat. And they had uh, Santos Banachi on. Oh, yeah. Banaka. I like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But this guy, <laughs> he was talking about yeah. life and energy and the, you know, when people die and all this shit. And um, it's, it's like um, he brought up something that made me think of the Aztecs or just brutal murder because there was this thing that the more brutal that you the brutal way that you die right the more torturous way that you exit this world the more energy you have to raise you into the next level of life mm-hmm. okay and so what they would say is that that's why you have these warriors go into battle they don't care what they suffer in fact the more suffering the better because that just means that in their next life that makes them jump levels so to speak, right? Mm. Like, so you'd like be skipping a grade or something. And dude, it just, it started making me think about, well, that's not right for one, because then obviously you're saying, okay, well you, do you think that torturing is okay then? Or you're, you're putting into the mind that if somebody tortures you to death, it's for your own good Mm -hmm. because it might suck right now a lot, but you'll be thanking me in the future. But he also did say that it's a it's a catch twenty two because the person doing the torturing goes down a level because they're they're committing this yeah. torturous yeah. soul crime. You know what I mean? What I mean? Uh, yeah, I do. But uh, it it made me think of the whole like uh, you know that's why these people uh, do things. To I'm children. not like crazy religious personally. Yeah, and so I you know I'm not. I'm not trying to hold a value here to one side or the other. I, I, for me, I I can see both sides of the thing here. I I do feel like, you know, like just from what I've read and the things I learned is like you know God puts people in positions for sure of of severe pain, suffering, um, oh, oh. hardship, right, and it yeah. kind of develops you as yeah. a person into, you know, because the, the, people look at this this world is not what what life is about. Heaven is what life is about. Yeah. Right. Like this is the temporary to our everlasting being in heaven uh, above the firmament. You're talking. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Above the bubble. Yeah. Okay. And so what they're saying is, is like for the small amount of pain or suffering or things that you deal with in this life, the rest of your existence is this glorious blissfulness, blissfulness of no pain, no suffering, yeah. happiness, love, caring. And so the idea behind taking your own life early is that. You know, God puts you through these things that are problematic and troubling for you to get past and to grow. And by ending yeah. it early, you're kind of going against the 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 fate of your life. So yeah, and that that's, that's a, the argument. I'm not well, I'm not for sure one way or the other on it. But that's another thing that this guy goes into too. This uh, um, you call them what did you call them? Banaka. 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 
Well, so he was saying what that... What was his first name? Cinnamon Banaka? <laughs> oh, Cinnamon Banaka. Santos Banachi. Cinnamon. Cinnamon Banaki. There we yeah, are. Yeah. Well, so he was saying that it, he was going along this reincarnation pathway, right? So everybody is reincarnated and they choose to come back. Mm. And when you choose to come back, you sign this contract saying, I have a lesson to learn and I'm going to go down there and learn it before I come back here. Yeah. And if you kill yourself you're disavowing that contract that you signed because you haven't learned your lesson yet. I get you. I mean, my question would be if you're like this woman, if you're 86 years old and you're dying and are, you're in pain, are you really cutting your contract short? Yeah, I think you are. I mean, I honestly think so. First of all, she wasn't in, I mean, she was obviously got brought in by a stretcher, but it was saying that she knew what was coming. You know what I'm saying? She knew it was coming. But see, I've had this conversation with my mom, you know, where she's like severely depressed about the situation she's in, right? Because no one expects, uh, I mean, she's young in the big scheme of things, right? Yeah. Um, she, where she's in her position. She's like, I never thought I was going to be in this position. This is sucks. I can't go be around the kids as much as I want to. And she's depressed about it. And I understand that. But it, for me, having discussions with her as her son, what I have said was, you know, you could be dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if something happened and you died? Like, you have friends that passed away from cancer or something else. Um, you know, we have a family friend. My wife has a family friend in the family that she was driving to go to the airport and was in a car wreck, and she's completely paralyzed neck down, right? Her life is completely changed. She can't move. She can't even hug her loved ones, right, technically. So when I'm talking to my mom, I'm like, you know, you could be in a worse situation. You could not be here to see the kids at all. Like, yeah. you get to hug them. You get to see them, right? Uh, it could be worse. And sure, like, her progression is going to get worse. But, like, the idea of just ending it because you're afraid of what you're about to deal with, it, to me, is, like, I don't I don't know. You know, like, I, I, I can understand being in that position. I'm not in that position right now. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is um, the people that are in these positions are in extreme pain. Well, not even extreme pain. She I, may I, not have been. I, I would say, like, like, in your mom's case, she still has a lot of time to fight and a lot of time to... <clears throat> to deal or regulate or whatever it is that she needs to do. Mm -hmm. In this woman's case, there was no more time. Well, they were saying that she could be facing some troubles down the road. Right? I mean, they were saying that with ALS, she could have where she has Dude, she's, already, she's 86 years old. How but much she got? I know, but here's the deal. That's that's kind of my point, I guess, is that my mom is not 86, clearly. Exactly, and that's what I said. There's but time. with her, she could have woke up, or she could have went to sleep that night and died in her sleep the next day yeah. she's 86 bro she's yeah. obviously not all that healthy i do believe that uh, you know maybe I'm, I'm kooky but i'm just saying i do believe that like in situations you're 86 you have a long life like we know people that are older they just die in their sleep peacefully mm -hmm. loved ones pass away peacefully maybe that was the plan like hey you, you're dealing with this stuff and we're gonna let you like god has this idea of letting her go peacefully in her sleep instead of having to deal with all this stuff right she's been a faithful woman her whole life but she cut that idea of what's happening short. Now, there's medications, and maybe that's not something she wants to do, but there's morphine. There's other things that can keep her relatively comfortable in really tough situations and let her body naturally pass. Again, I'm not religious overtly, so I'm not going to say one way is wrong or the right. But I just think, like, at a church, I'm not real sure. I'm like, if you want to do it at the hospital, like, sure. But And I get she's, like, a faithful person. Mm. But it is a little odd, right? It is odd. Like, well, we yeah. got we got the Sunday mass and you can come in after. We can just take care of it afterwards. Oh, I mean, maybe she just wanted to live through her own funeral. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, kill two birds. I mean, hey, yeah, stone. get it all done right now. Yeah. And I get to enjoy all you loving me. Yeah. Mm. I, I and, and then someone uh, like uh gets on one knee and like gets proposed to or something. <laughs> yeah. Just bringing it home to a, a pretty Like her life. husband who's still alive. She's like, yeah. finally, you want to marry me, Bill? Yeah. You know? Jesus. Bill gets down. But we've had this, like, I'm not <laughs> trying to bring it up because we've had this discussion or not. We have, but this discussion in America has been a thing, right? Where the assisted killings and assisted suicide, it, it has been shot down every fucking time, dude. Right. It's just not, not welcome here. Canada clearly has got 919 or their belt. They're the yeah. reigning champs. They're fucking doing it. Yeah, uh, that's fine. But, like, there's a reason that people are not all for this. And I think there's more problems with it than good. Well, if you look at it, like, as a money aspect. Yeah. So, yes, this person was in the hospital. She was taking up a hospital bed. I'm not trying to be, like, uh, gross here, okay? I'm just looking at it like 
if you were looking at this from a monetary aspect. She was she was sitting there. She's taking up a lot of resources, right? You know what I mean. I I don't agree with this, but I'm just saying this well, is. I think what, she was like at home. someone like, like she wasn't in the hospital. Okay, just saying. <clears throat> someone might want to keep her alive to keep her on medication, like uh, pharmaceuticals. She's a patient, but she's also a customer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's paying money to get medications for this ALS, right? Mm-hmm. So why would you want that customer to go away? That's why assisted suicide is is no bueno here because that would take money away from pharmaceuticals. Ooh, I don't know if I agree with that. I think there's been a lot of issues with uh, people that are close to death that are not fully capable of making these decisions, and then having loved ones say like, "We need to off them." They want to be. They want to. They don't want the pain. They want to let them go, but they don't really have the choice of saying it, and they're. Offing these people, getting the inheritance, and bye bye, oh, grandma. Yeah. yeah, you could say that. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, no, so that's what it, she wanted. No, it could definitely be taken advantage of in that aspect. I think if it does, me personally, I don't have a problem with this. If, like I said before, if somebody wants to go, fucking let them go. I mean, you're only doing more damage to them by forcing them to stay around at that point. Obviously, people can be helped and they can change their mind. That's a whole different thing. But for this topic itself, it could be very much taken advantage of. And I think if this was implemented, obviously someone would have to have a lucid mind to be able to make that decision. That decision couldn't be made for them by somebody else. And if because of that reason, they could be taken advantage of insurance monies, all, all this shit. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough, dude. It is. I just don't agree with it in any form. And I think the one thing that makes it seem like more okay is because she's 86. I think that's really the only thing. Because if, if you know, if I had a friend our age, it was like, dude, I'm, I'm fucking, I feel like I'm sick and I feel like I can't, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I wouldn't be like, okay with them being like, yeah, assisted suicide. You know, I wouldn't be okay with my mom coming to me and saying that, you know, because yeah. I'd be like, you don't know, you know, you don't know what's going to happen, you know, like, or how long, I mean, you may have 10 years, 15 years, you may have a year, who knows? Well, that's what I mean. You could always talk to them and they could see people and they could, you know, go through the, the, the steps with uh, counselors, counseling and, and like, yeah. I mean, but well, see, and this, it says that she was di- 86. They say Betty was 86 had been diagnosed with ALS. They don't say how long she's had it. They don't say what stage she was in. Like. My point is, is what if if she was in a fairly early stage and they were just going, hey, you know, ALS, this is what happens with ALS. Like, you know, eventually your lungs start to quit working. It's it's very painful. And ALS is no joke. Lou Lou Gehrig's is a rough disease. Yeah. But we don't know how long she's had it. And and my thing is, is are you coughing out? That would be my argument. Like, what if you had just been diagnosed at 86 years old with ALS? You know, and they're saying, yeah, we don't know how long this is going to take. We don't know. And she's like, no, I just I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. So how do you feel about people getting diagnosed with cancer doing that? I, I hate it because I, I feel like, I feel like you know, with cancer, I, speaking on me personally, if I was ever unfortunately given to me, like I would want to fight that 100%. If it's fightable. I, I mean, they're mostly they're fightable. All, mm-hmm. uh, I think so. I think, you know, what I'm saying is I'm not saying they're, you can win them, but I'm saying like there are th- treatments for all forms of cancer. And yeah. rarely do you get one where they're just like, you're fucked, you're gone in a month. Like that's, <clears> that happens. I'm saying everything's fightable. And my thing is, is like, for me, I'm just speaking on me here. Like I love life enough and my family enough that I wouldn't want to leave them any earlier than I had to. And I understand that things are tough, but like, I want to see my kids every second that I get left here. I don't want to cut that short, even a week. I don't want to cut that short, but you're talking from a person that doesn't want to leave this planet right now, but that's what I'm saying. She's 86. She seemed like she had a great life, but she wants to leave. She wants to leave. Yeah. Yeah. She wants to leave. Let her leave. I don't know, man. I feel like it's a sis. I get it. I totally understand what you're saying. I, I do. I just feel like it's, I think it's so like you can take advantage of it so much that I just don't know if there's a way to. Yeah. And I mean, Kevorkian was doing that shit all the time. And yeah. he went to prison for that shit. Like, you know, he was van. doing that to people that didn't know it was going to be done to them. Well, and the other uh, fucked up part about this. I don't know this, if that was the case, was it? 
I think they, they asked him to do it. Yeah, they asked him to. He was doing it in his van. Yeah. And other places like homes and stuff. Yeah. But my thing is the government shouldn't be paying for this. This is a no. Canadian government made. Yeah they're, yeah, they're paying. Right? So, no, fuck that. I'm not paying my taxes so someone can fucking off themselves. No. If no, you want to do it, I'm do it on your for, own I'm dime. not for that. Yeah. Pay to kill your own self. Bitch. I, I mean, listen, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not one side or the other. I totally get what you're saying. I really no. do. And I, I do think that at the end of the day, like, it should be a person's choice. I, I, I do think that there's some consequence to that. You know, one I way mean, or the I other. I mean, in my personal opinion, even if you're a young person, in my opinion, there's only so much help you can give somebody. And if they, if, after all the help you could give them is given and they still have the same mindset, I mean, obviously you're not, their mind is not going to change at that point. So even, even, even as a younger person, and if they've taken all the routes to try to take the given help mm-hmm. and they still want to leave, let them leave. I say hypnotize their ass. Put them in the hypnosis. So, real quick. That, is that, that would be more of a torturous thing. That would be torturing a person, just making them be alive when they don't want to. Look especially if clock. they're doing it involuntarily. Yeah. So, this is... I just looked it up real quick. This is actually out of Oregon. Um, reasons to oppose this. And I know we got some other topics we can jump into real quick. That's but all good. They were saying untreated pain is, is not among the top reasons for people to take the lethal drug. So, per official annual state reports, 2016, 90% of organ patients seeking lethal drugs said they were doing so because they were, quote, less able to engage in activities that make making life more enjoyable and were, quote, losing autonomy. 49% cited being a burden on family, friends, and caregivers. And in Washington, 50, 52% cited being a burden as a reason. Only 35% cited a concern about pain. So, it has nothing to do with the fact that they're scared about the pain. They just feel like they're a burden on society, which is the same thing that the people that commit suicide often think is that they are a burden to their loved ones. They have so many emotional issues that they're yeah. burning their family with their problems and they want to end that all. And that's yeah. that's what I'm saying. There's a weird line where if people were coming out admitting like, I don't want to be in pain, like I'm about to face an enormous amount of pain and I cannot I don't want to do that. I don't want my family to go through then that. Then you can have an argument. Like, that's a big deal. Like, I, I can understand that. But if you're just like, I'm a burden to everybody. I don't want to be here. Uh, you know, it gets a little, to me, it gets a little fun, funky. I got to be honest. Yeah. Well, it just depends on how your family and friends act. I mean, because like, if you are so depressed that you're kind of a bummer to be around and that's all you do is just complain about shit and like people will come see you, but it's just like, you're such a drain to be around, then no, no one's going to want to come see you. And that's where I think that it's like it's like this funnel that kind of just spirals you downward into that, like, yeah, it's time to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the depression causes you to be in a bad mood all the time. Mm-hmm. And then when you're in a bad mood all the time, no one wants to fucking talk to you. Yeah. But it is weird because they do bring up the fact that, like, we spend millions, of, hundreds of millions of dollars on uh, suicide prevention. So, like, there, this article talks about how, how assisted suicide actually... Be- creates two classes of suicide a class that we try to protect from and a class that we assist in which is really weird right when you think about it like we spend a lot of money as the government does on preventing suicide yeah but also the government then spends money on helping people commit suicide oh it goes right back to what greg said yeah government doesn't need to be spending any money on any of that yeah we we can move on i just i I think it's interesting and i I don't know i know there's going to be people that have really like firm definitive answers to this i do not i don't think any of us do i think there's sides bad sides to this there's understandable sides to this but it is a weird one in a church is definitely an odd one it is odd it is weird to go to the church it is i mean if it was me and i decided to do something like that i'd at least want to be in my own house or something so why don't you let us know what you think yeah you know uh let's do a couple quick ones man i know you got some some stuff you want to talk about yeah how much time do we have uh, a couple minutes. Just go okay. for it. Just go for it. We can go. Over uh, there. Well, yeah, hey, don't matter. let's let's go into a penis plant, okay? You guys, so there we go. Let's just freaking let's switch this up. Let's go dirt, to that. Dirt, 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 yeah, good dirt, old uh, penis, penis. These penis plants, they're they're at risk for becoming extinct because people are plucking them. Okay, they're plucking these penis plants right out of the ground. They're very top heavy. Yeah, they got well, that why mushroom are they plucking tip, them, tip. Greg. Well, so a so-called penis plant in Cambodia is on the verge of extinction as the government issues warning over picking them. But why are the phallic plants so irresistible? 
Simply irresistible. Because it's a better shape than a cucumber? I don't know. Well, (laughs) they look very fragile. Like, they might just fall when you uh, try to insert that. Well, no. If if She's holding those up pretty firmly. I mean, those things are standing stout. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So, yes, this is... I mean, these plants look exactly like penises. Let's just call it. They're free dildos. They are. They are. They're free dildos. Free dildos. Look at that. Well, Well, maybe that's why the government said to stop picking them because they're robbing out from the sex industry. Oh yeah, Yeah. big dildos taking a hit. Hey, sex industry, get it together. (laughs) Sell these seeds so that people can grow these in their own garden. Yeah, and they're biodegradable. Yeah, you can have the the extra large version. They have the minier versions. If you're, you know, yeah. (laughs) So Cambodia's (laughs) Ministry of Environment. Is has issued this warning in a last ditch em- like attempt to stop the public from touching the male genitalia style plants. Oh boy! Mm. All righty, and then you have a picture of this girl in the sunglasses. She's holding up the the peni. Oh, it says some people, um, some plant enthusiasts, have been able to grow these outside of Cambodia, even mm. in the UK. Oh, dang! You wouldn't want this plant. Like, listen, if I if you walked up to my house and I had a dick of gardens, or a garden of dicks. <laughs> Garden. What kind of plant is this, David? I'd be like, don't mind my penis garden here. Um, just come on into my house. Uh, you would be a little like, those are not the most attractive plants in the world. Do they flower? I don't think so. Do they, do they do come they... in the evening? Oh boy. Do we want to? Do you want? Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> do you do you want to know the official name? Sure. Nepenthes bocorensis. Bocorensis. Nepenthes Translation Penis flower Yes Penis Mm. penis plant The skin of a wang They have a Long (laughs) shaft like tube Yes That is used to lure in the insects Oh so the insects go down the tube At the top of the plant is curved Almost impossible for trap bugs to escape This proves that God does have a sense of humor Uh, (laughs) Francis May A biotanical illustrator Who first described the species said Quote When you smell the book Bocarinus pitcher. pitcher. It smells sweet, just like candy. Oh, it's a candy dick. Well, I can tell you dicks don't <laughs> smell sweet. Nah. So, that's not accurate. But, yeah, I mean, I can see why people would pick these. Get, yes. they just, you know, they, they want to get off real quick. They got to, you know, they can use it, throw it in the, the trees. It doesn't I, harm anything. I'm just like, you know what? Like, like Chris was saying a few episodes ago, God has a sense of humor. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, why does this thing exist? <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, was this like a an ancestor step in our evolution? Like, oh, I got it. This is how we were born, everybody. We oh. came out of these, this thing uh, sprouted. Oh, no. Yeah, he was like, he was like, okay, I'm making all these plants. Oh, there's there's a rose there. Let's, yeah. make, a, let's make an orange tree. Mm. And he's like. Instead of throwing a wrench in things, let's throw a dick in things. Yeah. So I'm going to make this mm-hmm. plant before I only make grow in Cambodia. Yes. Mm-hmm. On on the seventh day, God made the penis plant, <laughs> and then soon after, made the human being Adam. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's weird, man. Uh, so. Is there one that looks like a vagina? <laughs> oh, there might be. I don't know. There was that thing that they found at the bottom of the ocean that kind of looked oh, like yeah. one. But there is the clitoris or clitoria ternatia. Oh no, the vagina plant. Oh boy, oh boy. So, how does this look? Oh, yeah, that looks like two. uh, Well, I was gonna say like rolling stone lips, like the lips on your mouth. (laughs) That looks like two lips. I like how Chris called it the (laughs) vagina, it's like Virginia, but uh, without the R. So, yeah, you know, it's just uh, you know. You know, yeah. So hey, maybe I mean, we're, life mimics life. You guys, I'm just there saying it's go. bound, right? Like with as many plant species as there are, like some of them are going to look a little like a dick. Kind of. I mean, some this, are going to look a little buttholey. Some are going to look a little. You know, this looks very well, and, much like. And a it's dick. just like everything else. You it's see, got a great head. You on see it. something. <laughs> yeah. You just see a, a mess of of things off over there, and your mind automatically puts them together in things that you recognize. So. Of course, things. Oh, that looks like a dick because that's what it looks like in your previous experiences. No, oh, but it is. It is a dick. Uh-huh. Yes, it's a, we don't. Yes, our mind is. doesn't put it together. It's we just, just go, like, oh, well, those are clouds. Right. Oh, but that one looks like a face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same kind of thing, except that actually looks like a dick. Yeah, it's got a head. Yeah, it's got the scoop. 
you know, the caveman scoop, so you can scoop out the old sperm, get the new one in. Yeah. Scoop. The caveman scoop. scoop. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe like, you know, cavemen didn't have toys, so this was, you know, a little pleasure gift. Hmm, you know what I'm saying? It was a little maybe. pleasure gift. Like, here you go. Do with it as you please. Figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Here's a <laughs> pastime for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we're good. I think we're like oh the yeah we'll, 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 yeah we can save we this could, we could save a couple when okay the, I think we're over time we're good it's good man it's good a good go. discussion I, yeah. I, I like I like having uh, debates about things that are you know not sure it's I think it's open to everybody like the conversations we had so it's good stuff well yeah you have existentialism you have faith you have what is yeah. what's the right thing to do and then we just threw in dick fucking plants. yeah hey penis plants that's Damn. always. It's always a good tip of the street. I think we should ban them. Ban them. Ban dick plants. Yeah. Because they make men seem less endowed. Well, they'll be extinct soon, so you don't have to worry about them. Ooh. Anyway, everybody go to PardonMyAmerican.com. Get some merch. Rep us. Throw that around. Throw that name around. Everybody goes, what does that mean? Oh, that's cool. You go, fuck Pardon yeah, it is. American. Yeah. So yeah. get on there. Get on Patreon, everybody. We're doing our Paranormal Show this Saturday. Yep. No call-in show Friday, guys. Just let you know. Hell yeah. All right, dude. Throw them up. Throw up those bottles. Cheersies, cheersies. All righty. Until next time, sign our everybody. Vagina. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.